where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville here on a Tuesday. Did want to remind everybody the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs even more electrifying than they have been already. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. So you can get on there and see. Uh, we've got quite the range uh, of spreads in games. Buffalo getting three points or uh at home, they're three-point favorites, excuse me, at home against Kansas City uh, in a game that should be just awesome. Detroit, six-point favorites at home. And then you got a couple of almost double-digit spreads with the 49ers and the Ravens. Uh, so a lot to work with uh, in what really should be an incredibly fun weekend uh, of playoff football in the NFL. Plus, everyone gets a no-sweat same-game parlay for every playoff game day. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THEVILLE. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THEVILLE. Uh, the crown, it is yours. Gambling problem? If you have one, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER. You have to be 18 or older and physically present in Kentucky. Your bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance and opt-in is required. One no-sweat token is issued per eligible day after you opt-in and no-sweat bonus bet issued uh, based on the amount of losing qualifying bet eligibility max rewards limits and deposit restrictions they all apply all these terms can be found at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms uh very much looking forward to again wanted to just quickly mention uh 15 people hospitalized at the chiefs game for hypothermia or hypothermia symptoms three more with frostbite uh, according to fox 4 in kansas city Good Lord. Uh, look, I'm a fan, uh, I, I, a, a crazy fan, and I've sat in a lot of, uh, of bad weather for a lot of bad teams over the years, but I've never sat in any kind of weather that I thought would get me hospitalized, and I don't know that I would uh, at this point. It's crazy uh, what people are willing to do. And, and look, good for Kansas City fans, and I'm sure it will be just like that uh, in Buffalo again this weekend, and those people didn't seem like they felt any of that. It's crazy. Yeah, no, it's definitely um, – so yeah, I've sat some cold-weather games before. Uh, but they do it differently in Kansas City and uh, Buffalo we saw. And, you know, Buffalo's another home playoff game, so it's going to be – I haven't checked the forecast for upstate, you know, western New York to see what the temperature's going to be like on Sunday. But, you know, both Kansas City and Buffalo are acclimated to the cold weather that it's not really going to be that much of it. It's going to be an advantage, but not the much of an advantage that we saw this past weekend with you know the Dolphins traveling to Kansas City. Yeah, where it was like a hundred degrees difference between where they're from and where they were going. Yeah, it won't be uh, quite like that. I am just a full disclosure, not not just because I'm interested in how what it might mean for Lamar and the Ravens, because that's obviously who they would play as the winner of that uh, game in the AFC Championship game. Uh, but, you know, one thing we have not seen since Pat Mahomes has been the guy there in Kansas City is is them have to play a road playoff game like this. Uh, and so I, I'm kind of fascinated to see. Uh, and if you're going to go on the road for a playoff game, uh, there, there's no more weirder uh, and, and more likely to be uh, intimidating or challenging for a million reasons for the team that you have to face, 
for the just how wild and kind of insane that crowd is. We know that even you know yesterday, people out there uh, clearing their own seats and with cardboard and whatever else trying to make room. Uh, and then just just the the weather and the the wind and the environment there. Uh, we've never seen this. I I don't know about you. Like I, I would. I'm not gonna bet on that one. I would stay away. From, I I don't have I don't have the first clue what I think is even gonna happen in that game. Do you? Um, not the moment. I'm leading Kansas yeah. City, but I don't know one way or another. Yeah, I, I mean, I would be tempted. I agree with that to to take them just because they have this experience in these games uh, so much, and they've been they've come out on I think the right side of these in the playoffs until you know Josh Allen doesn't get a lot of critique. Uh, for for not winning playoff games like it seems like Lamar and maybe some others do, uh, that will I would think that that will get ramped up if they don't win this game. Even though you know just a couple of weeks ago they look like a team that was totally adrift uh, and, and have really rallied and really turned th- uh, things around. I almost no outcome in that game would surprise me. Well, also like if it's Buffalo losing, it's the third time they've lost in the postseason to, you know, this Kansas City Chiefs team with Mahomes. That's kind of like, I mean, there's a lot of good NBA examples. Like, you know, the bad boy Pistons always beat Jordan. And then, you know, they also had Pistons had to go from the Celtics before that this, these teams overcoming a team, that this could be a legacy marker for Josh Allen. That's like you finally have overcome Pat Mahomes. Because Mahomes also, like, this is the first row playoff game. He also has been to the AFC Championship game every single year he's been in the playoffs as a starting quarterback, which is a wild stat to see right now. And, you know, they're trying to get back, obviously. It would be, in all likelihood, a road game against Baltimore, a team that they've, you know, met before. That I'm leading, like I said, I'm leading Kansas City right now, but a lot can change the next few days to uh, shift my perspective on that matchup. Yeah, look, it's interesting just in that this – well, Buffalo, first of all, was – the Steelers were in no position uh, to take any advantage of it, but they they took a ton of injuries – on the defensive side, in that game against the Steelers, uh, you would think that the Chiefs would perhaps have the ability to exploit some of that. Uh, but let's not pretend in talking about Buffalo sort of hitting the skids midseason. Kansas City kind of did too. And that this one of all the Chiefs teams uh, since Mahomes has been the guy seems like the one uh, that's least explosive, you know, that they have had to lean into running the ball a little bit more uh, and they don't have wide receivers like Tyreek Hill or anybody sort of on the outside to blow you away, although it's it was better uh, in, in that first playoff game. But they're not – they don't seem to be as like uh, breakneck – if you if you blink, you know, somebody's going to score. They, they seem more physical uh, and maybe a little bit better suited to win kind of some ugly games uh, than maybe we would think about some of the other Kansas City teams. But I think this would be an absolutely fun – fascinating game and thankfully for Lamar I think at least it, it worked out with the Ravens and the, uh, the AFC side of things that they only have to play one of those two instead of having to go through both of them uh, like that uh, hopefully they'll take advantage of that 8150 is uh, the number if you would like to get in here 3831 for the UPS jobs text line if you'd like to hit us up that way uh, you can as well. Texture says it was the shirtless idiots that got hypothermia. Uh, you'd like to think uh, that uh, reality would come crashing in on some folks. Uh, Spencer, wh- how do you feel about when, when you turn on an insanely cold weather game and there's uh, uh, some dude that's like your accountant or your insurance salesman or whatever, you know, shirtless? It, it just screams like fake macho man, fake tough guy energy. That's like you're trying to like show something, like show off like, oh, look, I can stand the cold here. In reality, like looking back, it's like, no, nah, I'm putting a few layers on and going to enjoy it. Like I know in Buffalo, there was that one video where this guy's like sliding down a pile of snow and he's shirtless. I'm like, well, that guy's an idiot. He's going to get hospitalized. And again, you can also like people can be clothed, but just not properly layered uh, and get hypothermia. There's many factors there. But yeah, you would hope that there's a some comeuppance for those guys that decide to try to be fake tough guys. Yeah, it, it, if anything, it just shows you like how powerful a drug adrenaline is, you know, uh, and probably adrenaline and alcohol. Uh, you mix those two together, True. you can feel a a lot or a little uh, of a lot of things 
uh, if you get enough adrenaline and enough alcohol going, uh, maybe at the same time. Uh, and that's what Kansas City will be up against. So it'll be kind of fascinating to see uh, if the, the home or road matters uh, there and what Pat Mahomes has uh, for a road playoff game uh, of this magnitude. Let's go to the phones here. We'll kick things off with Kenny. Kenny, welcome into the drive, buddy. What's up? You got me. I couldn't. I didn't hear the click when you usually go to me. But uh, anyway, those fifteen people had to be drunk. Have you ever been outside in really cold weather when you're drunk? It it's dangerous. You you got to be careful with that. And I back in the winter of 1977, 1978, one of the coldest on record. It, in Louisville, it was below zero for six straight weeks. And I was working in the steel industry and going to Buffalo. Most people know how to dress up there. Those guys had to be drunk. You you nailed it. You beat me to it when, when you said the alcohol and adrenaline, a little adrenaline, mainly alcohol. But when that alcohol wears off, buddy, you're in trouble. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, don't don't even try it. Not not in Louisville on today. But again, I went to I went to a steel mill up there in april and they moved some steel i was outside and i was watching them moving some steel off of the ground they had big plates of it and the ground was still frozen and underneath where the steel was sitting that's how cold it got 1977-78 anybody that was alive then the the hell the ohio river froze people walked out on it but not me i'm not going out there but uh that's how cold it was. So those Buffalo people know how to dress. The people that had to go to the hospital, drunks, all of them. I'd bet my house <laughs> on it. Great great show, guys. Keep it up. Thanks, Kenny. Always good uh, to hear from you, buddy. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I've never been outside like for a game and anything like that. Uh, but I have done some post-game shows out there on top of those cabooses uh, in, in what felt like that kind of weather. Uh, and you get a stiff enough wind, man. There's just there's nothing for it. Uh, so uh, I hope that those people are okay. It really does just highlight, man. When it comes to football, we're crazy. We're crazy. We are crazy about uh, the teams that we that we we follow. And the crowds in in Kansas City and and Buffalo both for the weather that they had inexplicable. And like those people are crazy, but God, you need you want your fans to be crazy like that. Well, like Kansas City had the uh, added uh, thing of you know Peacock was the one streaming the game, so like if you want to see Kansas City, you might want to go in person. Maybe that may but it's like six dollars versus like fifty dollars for a get in price. I don't know if you want to weigh that in there. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to to briefly uh, mention. I know there was NBC is being roasted for uh, for kind of taking a victory lap on its own performance of having that game on Peacock and having 23 million viewers. Uh, you know, I wonder how much longer we're really going to have the stomach for trying to make a big deal out of games being on streaming platforms. It's just what we're going to. Uh, you're just going to have to make peace with it. Uh, and you never do denies on Peacock. Had, yeah, and you've had uh, a Notre Dame football game uh, that's been on Peacock. I think you've had some Big Ten uh, football games that have been just on Peacock. It's where we're going. Uh, and I think at some point you'll see all of the various outlets try uh, and get something every year on uh, one of their streaming services just to sort of start weaning people off of cable uh, and, and traditional broadcast times like that's going to happen. But they are getting killed for uh, seeming like they were bragging about it. And I, it, it is funny that they like they kept running what basically were ads for their own performance in streaming that game on Peacock. And it kind of reminded me of when we used to have all the uh, like the the press releases around here about having like the number one most profitable basketball program and stuff like that. And it was like, well, that's great. None of us like benefit from that, fans. But it was funny because like they, they would make sure that was everywhere. And I always thought that's what that reminded me of is of NBC wanting everybody to know just how well they did with their own broadcast. Like, okay, thanks. That's well, no, great, guys. I, Won't you let us praise you? Yeah, I saw. If, I think it was Jimmy Trainer pointed out. It's like, well, look at the g other games that were on like traditional TV markets. You got like thirty-five, like uh, million viewers for the Rams Lions games. Like, so you could have had like ten to twelve million more people watching Chiefs Dolphins if it had been on traditional TV. I, I'm not gonna 
go up in arms about. Like I have a Peacock subscription for just because I I wanted it. I don't even necessarily watch anything on there, but I just have one. And it's like I'm not going to make a big deal about a game being on streaming. It's like if I want to watch a game, I'm going to go watch it that way. Uh, like Amazon Prime, I have no problem with Amazon Prime. They do great broadcasts with uh, Kirk and Al, even though Al's like not watching the game half the time. There, it's just the new era. No, he's hate watching. He's hate watching. It's <laughs> it is hilarious what he he says there. Now, again, I do prefer like traditional like you know broadcasts with on TV. It's about the only time I ever watch live TV. But I'm not making a big deal about it as much as other people are. Man, I watched the Manning cast of last night's game uh, instead of the, just the uh, the traditional broadcast. And I'm I'm hopeful that there's more in the works of those, and that of all the trends, you know, we're talking about streaming. I'm just hopeful that there are more uh, alternative kinds of broadcasts. Maybe that that's one of the ways that you can sort of drag people into to just consuming more of this on streaming services is by by offering alternative broadcasts. I would be interested in more of that. And if I know that it's it's just it's too useful of a product. Uh, for them to ever put any kinds of limitations on it or anything. But i got to be honest with you, I don't know how you feel about the Manning cast. I really enjoy it, but I don't like it when they have any guests on. I am I enjoy the Manning cast more when it's just those two. And there's a little bit of needling, and he makes fun of Peyton for having a big head, and, and he makes fun of Eli for not winning as much as he did and stuff like that. But like sometimes when they have guests on, the sound quality is real bad. There's a there's a, an odd kind of delay, and they accidentally exactly. talk over each other and stuff like that. I wish, uh, I feel like everyone gets more out of it when it's just those two. The only downside to it being just those two is that they both go into trances sometimes. You ever been watching it and like you can just tell they're watching it and they're so like overwhelmed with whatever they would have done or what they think they saw that they just stop talking. And that makes for for kind of weird TV to just watch them stare mouths open at the TV. But other than that, like I, I, it, to me, it's better than when they have Ray Lewis on and they they wait for him to talk and there's a super slow kind of weird delay and then they both start to talk at the same time. They both stop and or or the guest is talking all the way to the point where he's ready to throw to break and he just cuts them off. You know, like that stuff. I just I find them better when it's just the two of them. See, like year one when it was like you know the main Brock is like Steve Levy and whoever else was doing the games, uh, like Booger McFarland. I was like I I watched it more that year, but like lately uh, I just I'm I like Joe Buck and Troy. I mean they do great broadcasts. I, like, sure. I prefer the traditional broadcasts in that sense. But I know like the national championship game in football, like in the past they've had like like various ESPN channels. Like one was like a coach's channel. One was like the you get like the yeah. all twenty two angle of it. In various like one, you can watch the Homer call from the radio broadcast synced up with the actual play-by-play. I just find myself gravitating towards the traditional broadcast, but I do like the idea of the Manning cast, and I think like other sports should try to incorporate something like red zone as quality, where it's like you can like oh let's go to this uh, game here real quick there, and then you react to like a big play in that game. I think that could work because uh, like red zone they do a great job of. You know, Scott Hansen just going to all the various games and yeah. finding out what the closest team to scoring is. No, the red zone is is revolutionary. I don't know how I ever did uh, without it. I've always thought it would be fun, and then we'll get to the phones here. It would be fun to try um, like a, a player-haters ball kind of broadcast. Like if you had either players or coaches from teams who got their asses kicked by the teams that are playing. You know, especially if it was like the national championship game. Let's just say like for this year's national championship game, just like coaches from the Pac-12 and the Big Ten who just got the crap kicked out of them by Michigan and Washington, like have them do the broadcast basically uh, from kind of a bitter perspective. I, if, they, if they would actually do it, obviously that would be the hard part is getting them to kind Gosh. of go for what I'm talking about. But I think that would be awesome if they I'm, did that. I'm just like Kirk Ferentz there's like, yeah, we saw that play. It was like, well, they knew what was coming. Like this Michigan sign stealing this year would have been hilarious. Or yeah, something like, yeah, they did. This. They did as well as we did with that. You know, something like that. <laughs> that sort of thing from coaches would be funny. I think. Yeah, no, especially like Kirk Ferris would be just. I don't know what his like demeanor would be watching a game, but it's just always fun to dunk on Iowa. Him just standing there, like just sitting there on the broadcast, being quiet and, and not saying anything. He's like, ah, they should punt it. Yeah, it's they like, oh, punt, punt it. It's like, when they should punt it. it's fourth and two from the 29-yard line. Oh, punt it anyway. Okay, whatever. All right, let's get uh, Kevin in here. Kevin, welcome into the drive on the What's up? Oh, another lovely, warm, beautiful day. You talk about 
you know, doing close games when it's cold. Try working on cars in this. I'll tell you, it really sucks. But they make nice things to keep you somewhat warm and deal with that. Um, you know, I listened, uh, I, you know, I listened to both the games. I listened to the Miami game. That was quite a surprise. I was, you know, they, it's one of those where everything they did, you know, they, what they, what we wanted of them, they were doing. You know, they were tough on the ball. They played defense. They, you know, the offense was, you know, was flowing. They were going with a hot hand, that kind of thing. Wonderful. They play against NC State, and it's one of those sad, those sad things where you're like, yeah, they look, yeah, they look better. Yeah, this is better. And you only lost to NC State by however many it was. It's like that's that's still not good enough. That's definitely not good enough. Um, but, uh, you know, positive on the football, I cannot wait, especially seeing with all these transfers coming in. And Brady Brom just tweeted two minutes ago, this one's going to put Louisville on, you know, put everyone on notice. And it's like, ooh, who did they get just this time? It's like, you know, it's like that old oh show. You got any more of that? You got any more of that? And, uh, <laughs> and I just, and I, and I love it. But uh, I was uh, thinking about the other day when I called in and waited on hold 45 minutes. And then, the, you know, then the rent time ran out and y'all went to, to the six o'clock show, I was like, okay, great, thanks, Mark. Uh, I was thinking to myself, you know, we were talking about being petty, and I'm one of those petty people. I'll sure. ride in a lane, and if I know that lane's going to end, and someone tries to get over the last minute, I'm going to ride right next to them because I'm petty. I'm always petty. I'll always be petty. Um, on a, uh, we were talking about the snowstorm. I remember I was nine. My mom was an ER nurse, and they literally had to send out. Anybody, they were just like sending out anybody. Does anybody have any four, you know, four, uh, four wheel drive cars that can get here and back? My mom was picked up in a, um, a giant, uh, Wrangler, you know, multiple times. And my dad worked as a dialysis tech down on Broadway and he had to get down there. He was just stubborn and drove his front wheel drive Pontiac. I had no clue how he made it, but he made it back, you know, there and back. Uh, last thing I'll say, um, don't, you know, people out there, I always joke with my daughter and my wife. I'm like, hey, they're, you know, they'll be walking out the door and they don't have on a coat. Like, what are you doing? Well, we're just going to go to the mall. So we'll put, you know, take a coat with you. Make sure when the weather is this cold, take, you know, wear warm clothing. Have a blanket in the car. Have an extra little, like, cell phone battery thing. Because I had someone call me the other day, 2.30 in the morning. They were driving. They, had, they, they were in Nowheresville. Their alternator went out, so their car died. They had no battery, and luckily they had a charge, and I was able to get out to them. But it's no joke. When it's getting this cold, you know, I mean, people in Buffalo, they're built different, but just be safe out there, everyone, because it can be very dangerous. I appreciate you all. I hope tomorrow's a a good game. I hope, you know, let's win. Fingers crossed. I don't think it's going to change, you know, anything. But I appreciate you all, and you all have a good one. Thanks. All right, appreciate it, uh, Kevin. Yeah, the the Brady Brom tweets have become like an event. Uh, I think if there's, I, I don't use Twitter as much as I used to, uh, but I keep the notifications on for him. And I think Spencer, he's the only account I have it to where I get a notification when he tweets something. Like <laughs> that's that, how that's how, how weird important that those are. <laughs> Like it's just if you're just telling someone they don't know who like it's like I have notifications on for an 18 year old like on Twitter right now but it's it's someone who's like obviously plugged in because his dad's the head coach and he knows when recruits are dropping. My guess is it's just gonna put us on the map. It has to be from someone who's just you would think enter the portal from like either Alabama, Washington, even in Arizona because Arizona was really good this year. Uh, like maybe one of those three schools that just saw a player. You know, enter the portal unexpectedly. Now we saw Isaiah Bond commit to Texas. I was kind of hoping that Corey Brooks could maybe throw a bone and get him over here. But mm-hmm. that's my initial thought: is this someone that just had a coaching change and that they're entering the portal now? Yeah, this is a uh, pretty fascinating. It's interesting to see, like, to let your mind kind of think, like, who could it possibly be? Uh, that we, you know, that would put people on notice or something. And where could Louisville get? Uh, at what position, really, could Louisville get somebody that would be that kind of noteworthy? Hopefully, we'll find out here uh, before the show ends, uh, as much as as everybody else has, uh, or has been waiting for at least. Uh, it's it will be fascinating uh, to see who that might be. Uh, with with I think optimism about next year already at you know kind of a fever pitch. 
I don't really know what else uh, would be out there that would fire people up. I think anytime you get, if if you could get some sort of big time wide receiver, uh, that's always exciting for people. And I think an edge rusher at this point would be really exciting for a lot of people. Uh, and I think would really make people feel like you're kind of bringing the defense full circle if you were to get an edge guy. So uh, we'll all keep our fingers crossed uh, and hope for uh, finding out who that is. Very quick, I did want to mention uh, on CBS Sports, they graded all of the first-year head coaching hires uh, in college football this past year. And there was, uh, in looking at this list, would you like to guess, Spencer, how many guys got A's? for their seasons in the Power Five this year. So we're talking about uh, – here, I'll just very quickly, I'll list them for you. We're talking about Kenny Dillingham at Arizona State, Hugh Freeze at Auburn, Scott Satterfield at Cincinnati, uh, Dion at Colorado, Brent Key at Georgia Tech, Jeff Brown, obviously, Zach Arnett at Mississippi State, Matt Rule at Nebraska, Ryan Walters at Purdue, Troy Taylor at Stanford, and Luke Fickle uh, at Wisconsin. How many of those guys got A's? If I had to guess – I'm going two because, like, it's obviously not uh, Mississippi State guy Zach Hardnett who got fired. <laughs> not the fired guy. Not the fired right? guy. Uh, I'm not gonna Satterfield. Say, I'm not Satterfield. One. I'm gonna say two is two guy A. And who do you think they are? I feel like they may be a little bit of love to Dion, so I'm gonna go like Dion and Jeff Brom because I feel like they're overvaluing Dion. Not that I would give, but I feel like that's what it is. It is. One, and it is only Jeff Brom. Jeff Brom is the only guy that got an A uh, with the uh, new hires. Brent Key at Georgia Tech got a B plus. I Those saw another service game, like an A grades. grade. So, like, Brent Key was another one given, like, obviously he was the interim last year, so he wasn't, like, it was his first full year as the head coach, but he at least had the experience of last year. But, yeah, Brent Key did a fantastic job at Georgia Tech this year, too. So, no shock there, in my opinion. By the way, a texter uh, texts in and says it's Arch Manning. Like, how how funny would that be uh, if it was Arch Manning? Like, Especially because be he's not in the portal, so that would be an interesting <laughs> right, thing. Right. And uh, yeah, Sark yeah, says he's not leaving. We can so. all dream. Yeah, Mike? we can dream. Yeah. We can all dream. My guess is if right, Michigan has a and... coaching change, how many of those guys uh, flip? Oh sure. Well, and, th- and and just to add to that, like, think about with the rules and the the portal and that sort of thing, you would have the college football season come to an end. And three of the four teams would have their entire rosters thrown open to the portal uh, for 30 days with Washington, Michigan, and Alabama uh, all having coaching changes. And if they do, if Harbaugh gets a, an NFL job or leaves, uh, and we should talk about that uh, and what, what might be keeping that from happening or might make that happen. Uh, so let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, we'll talk about exactly what Harbaugh is asking for. Uh, if he want, if you, if Michigan wants him to stay in college football, we'll talk about that here. Wrap things up here on the drive, and I thank the vote. Be right back. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over twenty-five years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis here on a Tuesday. The phone lines are still open here. If you want to get in, 8150-939-3831-939 for the uh, UPS Jobs text line. If you want to hit us up that way, uh, you can as well. I am... uh, continuing to be kind of amazed at what's happening with uh, all of these uh, these college teams these college football teams coming out of the playoff with the turnover there uh, and watching in particular Alabama uh, 
hire Kalen DeBoer from Washington, not really any connections to sort of that area of the country, uh, and then watching Kalen DeBoer do hire not one, but two current group of five head coaches to come back or come to Alabama and join his staff as assistant coaches. So in terms of hierarchy or whatever, uh, these are demotions. They're going from being the head coach at South Alabama and at uh, Buffalo uh, to joining his defensive staff at Alabama. So going from head coaches to joining his staff as coordinators. Uh, we don't normally see that sort of thing. I remember Garrick McGee did that at UAB, but that was UAB kind of going down the drain. Uh, and you could understand why he wanted to maybe get away from that. Yeah, they see existence this for like two years. This is pretty remarkable. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is really incredible. Two head coaches leaving their jobs uh, to uh, to join his staff as assistants. It really does, I think, drive home just how different and just how big the uh, the gulf is between these the top, top, top power five jobs in group of five head coaching jobs it probably is more beneficial to those guys to get back on a staff in the sec at those places than trying to establish themselves as head coaches and what a weird turn of events for like sort of like the, the coaching ladder yeah i mean we saw this was uh sean lewis last year going to colorado where he was you know decently successful at kent state now he lands san diego state's job and like i get the uh the DC hired Kane Walmack because he was the DC at Indiana when Kalen DeBoer was the OC at Indiana, which is crazy that if you watch like that Indiana football team, the one year they were good under uh, Allen, it's like, oh, let's hire both those quarters in like three years. Like if they, uh, if you want to go and they, they were eyeing that team. Um, but there's that prior relationship though. But South Alabama won 10 games two years ago. So, um, like he says, kind of demotion. But I feel like if you're the OC or DC at Alabama, and you have any bit of success. Like we saw that with Saban, obviously, and he had a track record, a pedigree. And a lot of these guys were retreads. But it's like if you have the success at Alabama this year, you might get a power five job next year. Which if you're at South Alabama, who knows how long that's taking you to get to that power five head coaching job. Yeah, I think you're just trying to get yourself in uh the just get in the fold, you know, and and, and I think getting yourself known, uh, I think pe- it, it's it's I think it's enough of a like a jump that people are going to start looking at it like those jobs are not preparation enough for what life is going to be like in here. Uh, and I suppose if some of these schools get their wish, they will change uh, some of the rules and make it to where it's even more uh, different. But I know that the, uh, the anticipation is sort of building here. Uh, we got Dan Furman out here tweeting things. Uh, as a you know the the head of the uh, 502 circle uh, and Brady Brom so you think so some big things are getting done uh, that, that I think that's fascinating uh, and I, we're all waiting to find out exactly who it is uh, that has committed to uh, to Louisville football here but this is this is one of those good problems Spencer to just sort of be sitting here waiting for some answers yeah also I, I see our good pal I never met him but Lachlan McLean retweeting a Rostein tweet that I'm making sure I'm not getting got here uh, Rick Pitino not going to coach tonight due to COVID. Steve Massiello will serve as the acting head coach. Who would have thought a uh, big old Massiello is going to be coaching a game again? Yeah, I I just uh, saw that as well. Uh, Rick Pitino not going to be on the sidelines because of COVID and Massiello. And he and the the coach he's going up against have played multiple times, I think, uh, as well. So uh, it's not gone. Uh, and hopefully Rick uh, recovers uh, fully here uh, quickly. And is going to be uh, okay. But yes, you would not have expected to see Steve Massiello, the head coach of anybody, uh, this season at any point. And here he is having to step in. Him and like Phil Martelli, who's been at Michigan, and that's obviously Juwan Howard's has some health <laughs> issues. Uh, big week for Italians, I guess. Uh, <laughs> in the coaching race. That's right, Spencer. Big week for Italians. That's right. That's the takeaway from all of this. Uh, I wanted to to play this. Uh, you know, Philly Carl listens and, and still calls uh, occasionally. Uh, and we all know the reputation that Philly fans have uh, for just being unrelenting. Uh, maybe the most uh, best recent example is everything with uh, with Ben Simmons and his seeming to have developed a phobia of them uh, as a uh, an athlete there in Philadelphia. 
Well, Jason Kelsey, the, the Eagles lose. Jason Kelsey, well-known, uh, big, gregarious character, beloved in that city, probably going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, he's just a spectacular player. He talked after the game about Philly and, and what it takes to connect with Philly fans and have their respect, and I I just loved his answer so much that I wanted to play it and talk about it for just a second here. So, Spencer, if we could play that, I'd appreciate it. You know, I, you know, this city really appreciates accountability, appreciates people being very honest, real, emotionally invested, caring. You know, I think um, there's a lot of people that say it's a hard place to play. I think it's pretty and easy, to be honest with you. You just go out there, play hard. You want to be loved in the city as a baseball player, run to first base. Love you. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, if you go up here and make a bunch of excuses, you come up here and try and lie to them and act like they don't know what they're talking about, which sometimes they don't. But that's when you when you really uh, when you act that way, or when you uh, you know aren't accountable if you're making mistakes or you're not uh, getting better or anything like that. You know they're gonna crush you, and um, that's most of the guys that I see that. Everybody's going to get crushed at some point. Everybody's going to go through a downturn or be struggling, right? And at all times, this is going to keep you accountable to be doing your job and performing. But, um, you know, if you stick to it and you, and you fight through it and you get better and everything like that, they'll respect the hell out of you. Especially if you fight, even even if you're struggling and you're fighting and you're really trying, they're still going to respect you. And um, that's what I think most guys miss. You know, I think that, you know, I, I really don't think there's a hard place to to play at all, to be honest with you. I don't want to. Yeah. I think it'd be miserable to play in a place like Jacksonville where nobody cares. So, that, First of all, what a great line at the end uh, with uh, I'd be miserable to play in Jacksonville where nobody cares. Like Poor Jacksonville catching strays <laughs> out here uh, for, for something like that. But, Spencer, I love everything about what he said there. Uh, and and I in no way think that Louisville fans and Louisville is like Philly at all, but it to me it just echoes so much of what we have said about both Kenny and, and Chris Mack to a lesser extent, like their attitude towards the media as sort of something to be minimized or or uh, that like they're out to get them or whatever. I don't think Louisville fans are are crazy or irrational like at all. And that they responded to the the very things he was just talking about right there. And I just I love it when I hear an athlete or a coach just get it and show that they get it. That people don't I don't think very many people expect athletes and coaches to be perfect or always win or any of that stuff. They just want them to be authentic. And that a lot of times the reaction you're getting is not because of something that you uh, that's wrong with the fan base. It's that the people can sniff out when you're phony, and I, I'm. So, I just love what he had to say there. Oh, absolutely! Like Philly gets a bad rap, and I think a lot of it is warranted. But like, yeah, they want winning teams, but also like he said, like if you're playing your ass off and you're showing that you care, giving all your, you can to the team and the city, they're gonna be cheering for you throughout the uh, season. And like Coach Lee Brando was pointing out, it's like. Players they in like players specifically it's like they have BS energy like they can sniff it out when you're lying to them point blank in practice. Same with like the fans like if we can we can tell like look we like Arsenal State this year no effort was shown that game whatsoever. DePaul no effort was shown that game whatsoever. Miami NC State effort is being shown and if that had happened earlier like again we can only rehash that but it's like we can see when you know players are trying and like that's all we ask for is just. We want a good product, yes. That's first and foremost. But also, like, just don't like go through the motions here. Yeah, I just I love what he had uh, to say uh, there, just about authenticity. Uh, and uh, what I like about it is not only is he sort of saying like, "Hey, th- look, these," knowing that a fan base is like that is something to be harnessed. It's something to be embraced. It's something to be uh, made use of and appealed to. Not something to be shamed. Not something to be uh, avoided uh, or to be embittered about. Like, what you'd never hear is him say something like, 
he wishes they were like this or they were like that. And he sees through to the fact that whatever we're talking about here in terms of a fan base being reactive to how you play and how you are as a franchise or how you are individually or a coach or whatever, it's because they're paying attention. They want, they, they care. And it's, it's one of the biggest mistakes. I, I hope that he's reflective, uh, you know, ultimately when his time is over, it's unquestionably one of the biggest mistakes Kenny made is just sort of taking a, an oppositional uh stance towards the people who are paying attention and want to be a part of things uh, to just hide from those folks rather than turning those folks into your army, which he could have done. Yeah. Like we wanted to be like we are ambassadors for this program. We want to be advocates for, you know, Kenny Payne and he's given us no reason to, because again, we don't necessarily need him to come on every week. But like you've said time and time again, the contrast in programs like Jeff Walls, like you have his SID reaching out to you, coming on the day before game, day after game. Like we have the Jeff Walls show tonight, and he's willing to come on these, you know, media hits with you and with Drew. And I don't know if he goes on maybe necessarily, but I'm sure if he wanted to, he could. And he goes on all these shows, and he wants to get the word out. Whereas Kenny, like, just doesn't utilize us as much as we wanted him to. 8150-939, that's uh, the number if you would like to get in here. 3831-939 for the uh, UPS jobs text line. You can hit us up uh, that way as well. Yeah, well, look, we're still waiting uh, to see who the the Brady Brom uh, bomb uh, is about. Uh, but uh, we did get Coach Morris, uh, one of the uh, defensive line assistants at Louisville, uh, to tweet something about it uh, as well. So you would think it's someone on the defensive side of the ball, uh, perhaps uh, Tyler Barron. I know that a lot of people are, are suggesting that. We will see. Uh, and if so, that would be excellent. That would just be fantastic. But we'll see. We'll see. And maybe we'll know even uh, by the end of this one. That would be pretty big here. Uh, yeah, it looks like there it is. Uh, Pete Na- uh, is it Nakos, Nakos uh, from uh, On3 has just said that he's putting in a uh, a – crystal ball for him uh who is committed almost to now flip uh to louisville that's the edge guy that's the that's the piece we've been talking about now and i think you got a guy who's six five you know 250 louisville doesn't have lots of those guys uh you put that guy as an edge rusher with adonijah green and you got uh tj capers and now you got stan Quan inside and you got ashton uh Gelati and you've got Thor Griffith coming in now. Like you feel like the pieces are there to have a a, a really really good defense on as well as your offense. Even with the pieces that you're losing off of this one, it's going to be very very difficult to contain the excitement. I think uh, around here for football season, Spencer. I know it's like this is another guy from Tennessee, another guy that was you know about to go to Ole Miss. Uh, was it Wesley that was? Uh... Trying to like Wesley Walker was that the guy that was going yeah. to Ole Miss too, and now he's yeah. coming here, and it's like I don't know what happened in Ole Miss. Like they were supposed to be a really good team, and I don't want to you know necessarily speculate on Lane Kiffin or anything that he's doing wrong there. It's just weird that they had all these expectations, and these players are flipping to Louisville, which you know we're not on the same stratosphere as Ole Miss necessarily. But I think that's just a testament to Jeff Brom and staff to seek out these guys. Yeah, it's uh, fascinating to see. I, I think with Ole Miss, I think that they are actually what we're seeing is them push their way up into maybe getting into action with some more guys and having to, to do a little bit of perhaps room making and Louisville being able to take advantage of that. Uh, but they are Ole Miss for next year is really like they're really in great position to take advantage of Nick Saban not being there uh, and all of the turnover there at Alabama. Uh, but if it looks like it is Tyler Barron, like that's just that is an enormous. That's three more SEC guys uh, that you're sort of bringing in here uh, at the secondary and as an edge guy, uh, and they have made substantial uh, additions to this roster at every level uh, of both offense and defense. And it's, it's hard to not be uh, any, or it's hard to be anything other than excited uh, about what next year's football season is going to be. Let's squeeze uh, Cody in here before we get. To the end here. Cody, welcome to the drive, bud. What's up? Hey, man. So what you're saying is you hey, think buddy. this team next year could pl- should play with an edge? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. 
That was, I, I had to. Um, no, uh, so I, I got a, I got a quick question. So um, it's pretty clear that that uh, Kenny Payne's going to make it through the whole year, and you know, it's not up to our standards, but I think that they're playing to a level where it's like you can kind of ride this thing out for for the rest of the season. Uh, God, what's frustrating is it's like if we would have seen this type of play last year, I think that we would have been a lot more accepting of him. But it's just you're improving too little, too late. Um, yes, if, if that yep. makes sense. But um, so you know, my, my standing was like I was hesitant on like, yeah, we should fire him midseason because you know I, I didn't want a bunch of coaches to get raises and stuff like that. But since it looks like he's going to finish the year out, is, is there any merit to um, it looks? better for other coaches to see that like we we let Kenny finish the year out instead of just firing him mid-year is there actually any merit to that where coaches do look at that and look at what the athletic department's doing and how they they treat their past coach and um I guess if they see that they let Kenny finish the whole year coaches will be like oh wow that's a very sustainable job so I mean do you think there's any merit to that and uh, maybe coaches are looking at our situation a little bit better since we're giving Kenny the rest of the year and uh that's all I got, man. That's all the questions I got. Yep. Thanks, Cody. I appreciate it. Uh, I think, look, I think it's an interesting question uh, what other people think about it. Uh, I think there seems to be, both in terms of like the uh, anonymous quotes we've all seen or from various uh, former basketball players and coaches who are in media, you know, who have commented on just how poor things have gone uh, here. I I very very much doubt that Louisville would get any sort of negative blowback on them had they fired Kenny or if they do after the uh, at the end of this season. Uh, there seems to be sort of near universal acceptance here that that even if there are challenges here uh, that is it's just been poor uh, and that Louisville would be justified in doing what it's doing. I don't think that Louisville gets like positives in the minds of other coaches uh, or that sort of thing for giving him the rest of this year. And I don't think that that's why they're doing it. I think that it's really about uh, minimizing, I think, sort of the hurt uh, of having to very quickly move on from him after after hiring him and wanting to make sure that they could sort of say with a clear conscience that they gave him uh, enough time to show some improvement uh, and enough, and let him do it the way he wanted to so that there's there's no way to sort of discount ultimately what happened uh, with him. But I don't think it's it's about or that it gets you positive in people's minds. It's more like that you don't take a negative because I do know that agents and coaches pay attention to not so much how much time, raw time you get, as much as it's sort of how supported are they in the process so that even if they do get fired uh, early in their tenures, did they have the support on kind of a daily basis? And I, it, even if people feel like Kenny isn't going to ultimately get as much time as he deserves, no one's going to be able to accuse him of not giving him anything he wanted. And I think that's really the thing that you get uh, higher marks from ages and prospective future coaches for is, is just sort of the overall level of support for the program when from leadership from the ad on down and then support from fans when things are are remotely good those are the things that you get points for yeah whoever the next coach is that comes to louisville like they will know like we'll know right away it's going to feel different like we're going to recognize a difference on the court but like if it does go south in year two and then like you can't just look at like well they fire they have a quick trigger it's like no, we would yes, but also like it went so poorly that you basically had to make a change there. We've seen that time and time again in other programs uh, too. Like if it goes south, we're not going to just sit here and be like, "Well, we got to give him a third year because that's you know the right thing to do here." But I have whoever the next coach is, I feel like they'll be here for a while if they want to be here. Like if they want to take another job, that's obviously their own volition. They can do that. But I feel like the next coach, like they had to nail the hire. They know that. And if they know the hire, the coach will be here as long as they want to be here. That is, I think you're 100% right uh, about that. did want to remind you guys one more time about the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and the NFL playoffs. They're bringing you an offer that's going to help you make the playoffs even more electrifying and perhaps even a little warmer uh, than they've been up to this point. New customers can get 5 bucks on any game 
and get 200 instantly in bonus bets when you do so. So if you want to get on there and say, give me the bucks and six points, uh, like I'm tempted to do uh, at Detroit this weekend, you can do so. Plus, everyone gets a no sweat same game parlay for every playoff game day. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TheVille. New customers can bet just five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. It's only on DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TheVille. The crown, it is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. you got to be 18 or older and physically present in Kentucky. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Opt-ins required. One no-sweat token issued per eligible day after opt-in. No-sweat bonus bets are issued uh, based on the amount of losing, qualifying bet, eligibility, and max rewards limits, and deposit restrictions all apply. All these terms can be found at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms so again the the big news as we wrap things up here tyler baron uh four-star kid according uh, 24 7 says he's the third best edge pass rusher guy in the portal uh, and the number 14 player overall in the portal uh, was committed to go to ole miss uh, and now it looks like the uh, the flip is in and he is headed to louisville instead and that is just a, an incredible cap uh, to what has been a spectacular offseason for Louisville yeah, uh, and, in the portal. And Blank sure. doing his due diligence as he always does. Tyler Bear is apparently in the student uh, like you can search student database online and Tyler Bear is listed there in there so it, that's as much confirmation as you really need because it is funny like I don't know what other schools do because uh, I don't follow other fan bases but it's so like Louisville where they're like checking the uh, student directory to see like oh is Karan Davis enrolled? Is, like Tyler Johnson was he enrolled? at all like all these players it's just so louisville i don't know why other schools do that look it's but this is what we're talking about uh this is a fan base that is to be harnessed uh you know to be used for fuel not to be uh, avoided or scolded or treated like it's some sort of problem uh this louisville fan base is desperate uh and will go actively looking for things to be excited about and on the football side, they're not really having to. On the football side, uh, the the good news is coming uh, on a regular basis. Uh, and the latest apparently being uh, Tyler Barron here uh, heading to Louisville. Again, that's your – you get a edge guy like that, Thor Griffith on the defensive line. Uh, you're going to have a fully uh, second-year Stan Quan Clark, hopefully a fully healthy uh, TJ Capers on the outside, a second-year Adonijah Green, Quincy Riley back, MJ Griffin back, and hopefully fully – uh, healthy as well uh, it's just a, a defense there's going to be all kinds of expectations and hopes for that defense again and there should be uh there there really there should be like it's it's they've done an excellent job reloading uh and that's great because it's a schedule that i think is going to be more demanding in the regular season than uh this the was required this year uh, but they've got a lot to work with uh, have to be thrilled uh, with what he's been able to do in the portal on kind of a regular basis here back-to-back years so that's going to do it for us here. We appreciate you guys hanging with us here on the drive on Ithendaville.